Welcome to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a sacred space for empowerment through modern magic, spiritual activism, and reclaiming your power. I am your host, Nixie Marie, feng shui practitioner, earth activist, and mystic here to support and inspire your journey in becoming the change you wish to see in this world. That change starts within. Join myself and fellow thought leaders, metaphysical experts, and luminaries each week as we explore practical and magical ways to living in your highest alignment. Your journey as an empowered goddess begins here. Let's dive in. Hello, lovely ladies. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. I hope you're having a magical, blessed day out there. And if you're not, here's your message to radiate your love and be in full gratitude for where you are right now. And uh, boy, do I have a good show in store for you guys today. We definitely shifted up some things over here. And I brought on my beloved partner, Cameron Van Peebles. And uh, we dove into a conversation around our love life and the business that we're embarking on together, Clarity. And so that was, it was just so much fun to have him on the show, bring on some masculine energy. And we had never done anything like that before. I've been trying to get him on the show for quite some time and the stars aligned and here we are. So it's exciting. We definitely just, just, just go into some of our uh, our relationship, like how we met, the synchronicities that have really led us to cultivating the business together and why we're really doing it, some backstory on what inspired Clarity and what what the mission is behind it and how both of our passions and our talents and our gifts and our dreams are sort of starting to merge together. And uh, so whether spirit, our higher selves or what have you really brought both of our souls together to express a form of our love for the world and do something good for the planet. Um, I, I don't know, but I think I do. I think that might be a big reason why, but um, we shall see because this is just the beginning of a new adventure that we are embarking on and we're very excited. So if you are uh, looking to support our work and what we're creating together, you can go to our Instagram page at Clarity Clean or head on over to our website, clarity.com, and that's C-L-A-R-Y-T-I.com. And you can either purchase a zero waste cleaning starter kit, or you can join our mailing list and get more insight and follow our journey. We haven't really officially done our launch yet. We've been really committed to growing slow and allowing for the time to manifest as it's naturally like it should because this is something that we're both really wanting to do right and do with intention and build sustainably so um yeah follow our journey there and I'm excited I'm excited to share with you guys a little insight on my love life and my partner he's just truly such an amazing human being and I've been excited to share more of him and to shine light on him because he's been such a huge supporter of all of me and my creations and this podcast and his his patience with me doing multiple things all at once and um, sometimes having to, you know, fall into his arms and be caught by him when there's moments of frustration or sadness or 
just um, needing to just feel safe. And I I do want to just acknowledge him for being that for me, being that rock for me. And I am so blessed to be able to share this, this podcast and be like, yeah, this is my man. Like this is my best friend. This is my lover. This is my partner in shine. This is someone who I've called into my life to really do all the work that I'm here to do, but but honestly, just just have fun. We have so much fun together. We have so many adventures, and there's so many more to come. And uh, I can't wait to for you guys to get a little deeper insight into his story and um, and our story together. So. Before we get fully deep into that, I want to invite you guys to uh, join our uh, seven-day challenge. We've still got a few days left in that by the time this comes out. I'm just processing when this is coming out. Um, But yes, you have a couple more days to sign up for our Goddess Self-Love Challenge. And um, the reason why, again, we were kind of bringing, bringing him on the show today is because it's love month and we wanted to share a little bit of insight into our journey and how we love ourselves and therefore how we attract love in our lives. So this seven day journey, um, this goddess self-love journey is for you to dive deeper within yourself to love yourself even more. And you'll get an opportunity to win a Magic of Eye 2020 Astrological Planner and Journal, which both of those are made of vegan leather. I'm kind of obsessed. Magic of Eye has just been such a beautiful um, collaboration relationship but we've we've discovered over the last month and I'm really in support of their products. And so we're going to be gifting someone both of this, uh, the planner and the journal. So if you enter in, go to IamGoddessCollective.com and that's slash self-love challenge, or you can go to I Am Goddess Collective podcast, our Instagram page, follow us, of course, because we have a very fun Instagram account and uh, you can just click on the link in bio and it'll directly link you to the the uh, form where you can sign up. The link will also be in the show notes below. So if you want to join, you're going to find it. Just go a little, go hunting for it because I'm I'm excited to um, show you guys this magic of eye planner and also for you to work with it. And ultimately, love yourself because that's the topic. That's what's in the air right now, even though it should always be, always, always, always be the forefront of our lives is loving ourselves. So the seven day journey is just to support you get there. And um, if you have not yet uh, left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, please head on over to Apple Podcasts now and leave us a little love if you've been feeling the love from us. We definitely appreciate it over here. It reminds me of why I continue to show up behind the mic and do this podcast. And it allows for more amazing women to be called into our circle and experience the medicine that it has given you. So without further ado, are you guys ready to meet my man, Cameron Van Peebles? Hello, sisters. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. I am pretty excited about who I have on the show today. Um, I I don't think you guys could even guess who I've got sitting next to me right now, Um, but uh, I'll give you one hint. He is not female. Oh, I gave it away. He is not female. (laughs) All right. I'll, I'll tell you guys. I've got my lovely man, Cameron Van Peebles, on the show today. Hello, my love. Hello, my queen. 
Well, if everybody's listening in real time, then you know it's Valentine's Day, or you know, this will be released before Valentine's Day. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, then they should know because you're queen of programming. That would be apropos. Yes, so, yeah. they're gonna get. I mean, you'll probably find yourself listening to this on Valentine's Day because that's generally what happens. You know, the episodes come out. You watch. You listen to it as you please. Um, but the reason why I do have Cameron on today is. It is love month, and I've been trying to get him on the show for, and we've been together for three years, so I've kind of planted some seeds here and there, but... You, know, you hit me he's, up he's in Scottsdale of- on, on a hiking trip, and, and you're like, would you come on the show? And I, wait, I, I couldn't think, <laughs> do you mean like starting the Cameron and Nixie show? And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, just I was on asking. an episode, and that was two and a half years ago. Yeah. And you dropped it, so it must have been something wrong. Yeah. Um, but evidently I made up for it. Right <laughs> well, I did. I was asking for him to come on the show and um, sort of just share mm-hmm. our perspective on relationships and um, how we navigate through our relationship personally. And also for you guys to meet him because he's a huge part of my life and a huge supporter of all of the things that I do, especially this podcast um, and my creative endeavors, business endeavors. He's He's just an amazing human. So I'm really excited for you guys to meet him. So welcome to the show, babe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I feel honored. We're here in our living room and it looks different with, uh, you know, the lights and the cameras and the, the, action. the studio audience and everything. So, yes. Yeah, you guys good. are all sitting right in front of us right now. Yeah. Just beaming. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. I see him. <laughs> yeah. They're there. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, um, well, I kind of want to start this off with just sharing with you guys how we met and, um, how we ended up here. I honestly, I personally, like three years later, I didn't, when I first met you, I didn't really anticipate this is where we'd be. Did you? Uh, no, but, uh, I did see you walking across the, um, the party that we're at and, uh, stop the conversation I was having. And, and I said, oh, my God, that woman is a goddess. And no, I said, she's a masterpiece. And uh, I left a conversation with somebody I hadn't seen in about 10 years and walked over. And I think it did OK because I, I said, you know, <laughs> I, obviously a really good seed. So it, it took a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, it did. Go. I was definitely not available at that time. And I was kind of like, who is this weird, creepy guy coming up to me? But he's also really well, sexy. Well, so it was quite like that. I know. Yeah. I'm just totally joking. Also, I'm a really good dancer. So. <laughs> he did. He did show me some dance yeah. moves, but it was very unexpected. And I currently was in a chapter of my life, just coming out of a relationship, and was really not ready for another one. I was really actually excited to be single for a while and heal from that one and navigate through life as a single, mm-hmm. single lady. And. Um, <laughs> You kind of just swung your... I was like, nope. Yeah, he definitely... <laughs> <laughs> All did. that you're thinking, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely was like, nope. But it did take some time. I mean, we... Just to give some backstory about like how we met and the synchronicities of our relationship, I think we have to share that because it's pretty magical. And this is a magical podcast. So um, we come from a community of friends, longtime friends, burners. And we had, we've, we've been literally at the same place, same time, many different times. And yes. Yeah. And we, with stories that go back a long ways or near misses or maybe not misses or wow, that was you. 
kind right. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like not the time though. And I, I think that right. the beauty in how we finally met was like, like spirit or the universe or whomever was just like, we were calling each other in or we were always around each other, but eventually we were ready for each other. And it did take time. Like we met each other at that party. He came up mm-hmm. to me and initiated the conversation. And then it took like six months. We into Burning Man. We we didn't go together. He camped across from me and it was, you know, we didn't really talk much. Um, the only time I... <laughs> I'm like, do I share this? How much do we expose? I think it's fair to say this because you guys all know that I um, I do dabble in psychedelics. And the only thing I did come up to him and ask is if he had any if he had any psychedelics. And well, and then one other time you needed water and I gave you water. Yeah, I got but very sick that one. It's Burning Man. So that's pre- you do that to every <laughs> other person you talk to. Yeah. So and that was a hot one. Yeah. So. so anyways, we come from a very long lineage of fi- of friends and loved ones that Cameron has known for 20 plus years and me like seven plus. So our energies were slowly merging together. And um, once once I finally like saw him, which was the second Burning Man. So it took um, no, sorry, not the second. It was after Burning Man. We were we went to Tahoe. It felt like a year after yeah. that. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and we just, we saw each other and I saw him, he saw me and I saw him into who he really is outside of his physical self. And I think our souls just really met and remembered. And from there we haven't really, like we took a little time actually, a couple months after that. And then it was another fun night out and nine hours later in the bedroom and that was pretty much it. Well, it was... (laughs) I think it was actually my my uh, lunchtime negotiation skills mixed with really good paddleboarding skills. Yeah. You, you know how to paddleboard in sub-zero water in a tropical Arctic lake in August. It's pretty impressive compared to other people flopping around around you. So, yeah, yeah. there was some of that. We, we had a really fun afternoon getting out and being adventurous and, and doing, you know, some very cool stuff. So... That's uh, adventure brings people close together. It yeah. brings out character. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have a question for, I, this is like my one opportunity sure. to really ask all Cameron, all the questions that I've ever wanted to ask. No, it's a gotcha time. <laughs> I got you. I got you yeah. on right now. Yeah. Um, what would you say like for us to be in this relationship now, I think is really special. Um, and I think it's beautiful. It's taken, you know, we just celebrated our three year anniversary and I really find, I really hold my relationship with you very sacred. And I think that because it's been three years, it's an appropriate amount of time to come on and talk about a relationship because we've kind of been through, okay, the honeymoon stage has, has dissipated, but it's also still very much there. Like with our relationship, it's, it's never really gone away. Well, I didn't get the record. I didn't get the note about the dissipation. Or the honeymoon <laughs> thing. I'm still on that vacation. Oh so, yeah. yeah. No, we really have figured like that <laughs> no, really hasn't it, gone away, but it, it has really to hasn't. some degree. Well, it's, it can't not cause right. it would be annoying if it didn't. Yeah. Let's be honest. So we've all been through a million, you know, hopefully 
or not your choice, but you know, relationships and there's many different phases that you go through and it's super fun to be in the lovey dovey stage and rolling deep and doing the whole thing. And you get the endorphins shooting from your brain and you're doing all the stuff and you're doing frankly, a little bit of stupid stuff and you're not being responsible to yourself or your people or, you know, frankly, each other and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, you know, I've been through relationships that are purely and only just that. Mm-hmm. And, um, And so that's not something that's a bad thing to get through the quote unquote honeymoon stage. Frankly, in the modern age, if you get to be in to actually go on a real honeymoon, you shouldn't be in the honeymoon stage anyway. You should kind of be past that. That's like a 1952s (laughs) mentality. Like, oh my God, I had sex for the first time last night. Now we're on vacation. This is so adulting. <laughs> That's the honeymoon phase. Right. And, you, and the modern people. I know. Why did, we, why did we call it that? Because like, in right? 1952, that's, you know, you were 20, you know, you were 19. And you're getting through that. Now kids do it, you know, on their dad's credit card and, and you know, a borrowed car when they're 15. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But you still, you, you need those exciting times in your life to, to keep that up. But um, it can't just be that. Right. And there's not one phase that is that there's the amazing adventures and then the trust that you build and, and then the other things you go. I mean, look where we just got back from two and a half weeks in Thailand mm-hmm. and it was amazing and beautiful. And, and, you know, most people would think of that as a trip of a lifetime, you know, only on something like a honeymoon. Yeah. yeah well, and, it was, well, it was a trip of a lifetime it for me. It truly was. Yeah. And it was one of three or four we took last year like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, with m- many more bigger plans to come. Yeah. And I, I think that going back to just the, you know, the question of being in all these different types of relationships and sort of the special element that we have, this gift that we have, this, this chemistry that we have, what do you think, like, what do you think it takes for a person to finally get to that place to be in a healthy relationship? Um, so I think it, it has nothing, it's, you can't say it's one thing for any person. It's finding your person with the balance between what, where you want to be in your life and having the things that you still want to have that you like, frankly, you need somebody with you that parties as much as you do, but a little bit less, right? <laughs> yes, he the, definitely needed that. <laughs> the little bit less is the important thing, but not yeah. a lot less and not mm-hmm. a lot more and not a little more, but a little bit less. And um, it's somebody that, you know, can inspire you, but doesn't think about, you know, you can get in, in the honeymoon lovey-dovey phase with somebody who you appreciate their opinions on stuff and challenge you, but it's not necessarily going to... Um, going to uh be a good mirror for you Mm. or or to yeah those are the things that last in the long run Mm -hmm. you can be inspired by somebody and there's no taking away from the power that that has but is it somebody you want to be with in the years to come right because once that inspiration comes in and you accept it and you see it and you enjoy it and then it then it becomes something else right so how do you find somebody that balances you out Mm. right where you can look at each other and they're there will always be times when there's micro conflict or things where I want to go do this and I want to go do that. And that's just natural. In fact, it would be kind of boring if, if you didn't have that, but it can't be such a um, contradictory thing. Like you may be excited by something completely different than you and yes, opposites do attract, but it's not necessarily something where um, it's going to complement in the long run. 
which it's not a binary, you know, law of the universe. Like it could happen because, um, you know, you can find complementary things in so many different ways. I mean, look at some of the very specific friends we have that you can think that are, wow, they're completely different in so many ways, but in the ways that matter, they're mm. incredibly similar and they, they complement each other. Mm. And, you know, yeah. I think it's, you know, a, a lot of it is how do you complement each other on what you do on a Tuesday night? And then how do you complement each other on what you do on a Saturday night? And how do you complement each, each other on how you do on your dream opportunity to go do whatever you want in your world? And those are really like kind of the, the three scenarios of, of basic everyday life, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. You need to feel comfortable, safe, insecure, and just be able to decompress on, what is today? Today's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So whereas we roll into Tuesday, we all have a little tension on the Mondays and then we roll into Tuesdays and we're like at the heat, you know, the height of it. And then you roll into, you know, whatever the hump day, Wednesday, if you have those kind of schedules in your life. But, um, and then you have your release times, which could be a Saturday, could be a Tuesday, could be whatever. Uh, and what do you go do to, to relax and to, and also to express yourself, you know? Um, and then what do you do as just an overarching, those times you get ultimate freedom and get to run amok around the world or whatever is your thing and do those three things match up. And I think, you know, that's important and they don't have to be exactly the same mm -hmm. and you can grow together as a team, which we definitely have. We well, I think that's, I think that's the part that I love about you most and why this works for me personally as me knowing myself, like I, I tend to grow very quickly and most of the time, in past relationships, I grew out of the relationship because, yeah. you know, the other person wasn't able or willing or wanted to or had any interest in growing. And I think that the deeper layer of, of true relationships that when you make a commitment to each other, you're committing to each other to grow and to change because those two things are inevitable regardless in yeah, life. Absolutely. So yeah. it's it's always going to be a constant growth and change. And I think you've really, at least from this experience that I'm in now, to see and and really make sure that that person is willing to grow with you. Like I know I hear from, you know, women a lot and we're speaking to women here. So um, to just bring it to, to something that's like relatable, um, I often hear women say, you know, well, my my partner isn't spiritual or he's not willing to grow or he doesn't want to meditate or do anything for himself and they find you know frustration around that and to give some backstory on our relationship like camera cameron's not necessarily like so super uber spiritual like he actually grew up and you can share the story but he grew up with real hippies i did not so we kind of have this like tr <laughs> like swap balance where well, i went heavy into the hippie life and he's he's just sort of gone a on the opposite side of that and kind of bridged more of like a scientific approach to life. Well, they say it, it bounces back generation to generation. Yeah. And, and I, I, I did, I grew up I and mean, I went, was born in, in a hospital in, in Florida and then pretty much immediately taken to, uh, you know, my parents lived in Homestead, Florida, which is basically Miami. And then my dad was building a sailboat from with his own hands from before I was born. And then we, pretty much moved on that and then sailed around a bunch and, um, and yeah, and, uh, definite, 
Miami back then in 1976 was not even a real place. It was, you know, the end of the world where people were going this bohemian art scenes. And yes, there was drug smuggling and, you know, it was mostly marijuana and stuff like that, which was incredibly sinful back then. And the whole thing. <laughs> crazy. Can yeah. you tell Cameron's older than me? <laughs> no, I'm the young one in the relationship. Actually, he really I, is. I really We am. joke about that because yes. he's really the young one. I'm the old one. Yes, yes, um, yes. But we're, we're 13 years apart which we'll get to that synchronicity yeah, in a bit. But I'm going to Benjamin button this thing and just reverse it all. He is. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, but I had the blessing to grow up with, uh, my parents got divorced, but they were still very, very good friends. And then my mom went and had a very kind of traditional life in the Midwest, in Cincinnati, and had a very successful corporate job. And so I got 50-50 bouncing back and forth between um, living in Ohio in the suburbs of Cincinnati and cruising around the Bahamas and the Caribbean in my dad's homemade sailboat. Sounds um, awful. Yeah, it's, it was and just <laughs> learning massive adventures and almost dying so many times and, and you know, just massive uh, adventures in all kinds of different ways. So, um, which has aided me in, in so many ways and business and life and everything. And, you know, people will occasionally freak out um, around me and ask, you know, how are you so calm? And I say, we're we're not dying and I've almost died plenty of times. So, um, and that was like in my childhood. So, um, yeah, I think, I, I think what, how did I get to this? openness to alternative ideas bounces back from generation to generation. And I have a few friends who grew up actually one uh, that I work with that, um, grew up in Topanga, Topanga here. Oh yeah. The epitome of hippie bohemian world. And she, you know, she would even say that she's completely buttoned up and, and in so many ways and they, you know, it just kind of bounces back and forth. But I luckily caught that middle ground, I think. Yeah, you did. And then I think it was our third date. Um, and I took you over to Catalina Island. It was your birthday. Mm. And we sat down and we had a margarita or something. And I, and I said, you know, I was like, what are we doing here? Because compared to most people, I am just a crazy out there mega raver. Um, but compared to you, I'm a, I'm a tax accountant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best example. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and for context, you know, I, I work in digital advertising and I, I did okay DJing and, and touring for a while. So I, you know, I have, a, even in my day job, I'm, I'm a little bit back and forth. I'm basically an applied commercial artist. Um, and, uh, but you had a great response. You, you said, you know, if I had somebody like me, I'd be off in the fairyland all day long and I need a little bit of grounding. And mm. I said, yes, you know, my mom told me some backstory. I had gotten divorced a couple years before. She's like, Cameron, you just need to find a nice accountant. And I said, <laughs> I said, no way in hell am I doing that, mom. And, and so I, I told Nixie, I said, um, you know, if I found that nice accountant, I would get some of the magic dragged out of me. And that's not what you want in a partner. Hmm. So it was a good balance. And I think we, we knew it then. And that was three years ago, more than three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely was, was calling in someone that was grounded because I had spent I've I had been spending like I was through my entire 20s I've been pretty much playing around in the fairyland finding myself and <laughs> you know going into realms of different states of consciousness and and really going out there and what we I guess would say woo woo but I'm really practicing not using that term anymore because I think that 
Lulu gets to be like what's real and and not seen as like outside but that's for another conversation but really I mean what what you're saying ultimately I think is really important for those out there to hear because your man doesn't need to be super spiritual to for him to be with you I think I think the prime example of like you've got magic in you you know you do and I pull that out of you and you pull the practical realistic side out of me which I have and we're just this mirror for each other to see different aspects of ourselves that we maybe can't always access because we're stuck in that world. <laughs> well, it, ma- it makes for the fun Tuesday, right? Cause what do you yeah. want to do on a Tuesday? You can, you know, you have to have awesome fun banter to, to throw back and forth, right? What are you going to talk about on a Tuesday when you're 29 or when you're 89? Right. right? It kind of matters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sex is amazing and fire is amazing, but frankly at 89, it's kind of the conversation that's really going to matter. Right. Ooh, yeah. So, um, yeah, if, if I was on the same plan, you know, uh, if I was reading the same books and following the same thing and excited about the same things, then we would have pretty much nothing to talk about. Right. Yeah. Cause you'd be like, did you read that in the book? Why well, read that in the book? Did you read that? Well, yeah, I read that too. And you'd just be like reciting the random stuff, but you come in and, and you'll say something Well, I heard this and I'll say, I'm really interested in that. That sounds amazing. But um, and ask a question about how it applies to to science or how it applies to this. Like I, I'm not disbelieving it at all. In fact, I guarantee I'm I'm definitely more of a believer in most of that than you. But I want to know like the energy around it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, what did we just watch a little documentary on and. And, you know, I think they said only 4% of the universe is actual hard matter, but I think it's dramatically less than that, right? Because everything is truly energy flying around. And and um, what we call magic now was, or rather what we call science now was magic just a, a little bit ago. Just, just discover it. We can see the energies flying around. Um, so how does that like what's the, what's the what's the reason behind it? I really yeah. want to know, mm-hmm. and I feel like you get so much more out of any discussion around anything in that by asking the realities of it. Like you, you can do something or learn something that makes you feel good, and I feel like if you don't ask the why, then it's very selfish because you're only wanting to feel good, and you don't really want to share how it can really impact the world. If you really want to share how it can impact the world, then help people apply it to other parts of their life. And they're not going to embrace it the same way you are. It might be meditation. It might be yoga. It might be this, might be that, but there has to be a, you know, a, a Reiki or whatever, but it has to, there has to be some basis in, in scientific fact. Otherwise you're playing the telephone game and it's going to get communicated out. It's communicated out and it may feel the same to the, to the people, but we're not really growing as a group or, or anything or as a species. And, and that's a shame, you know, in this amazing world of communication where, we're actually beaming out our voices right now to thousands of people. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at the core of that, you've allowed, you've challenged me to find my truth in what I believe in and stand in my truth around it. So it's invited me, you know, he, he was big in debate in school. So there's a lot of debating. It's we don't really massive. fight at all. Like we fight, we have moments definitely as every, you know, as super healthy moments that I will say. Well, I'm a lethal weapon, so <laughs> I don't pull that out very often. My debate skills come. It's usually a debate yeah. though. Like it's, it's, it's mostly a debate. And 
I'm not, I'm not really a debate. I'm, I don't think I'm a debater. I'm not really the great. It's not like my strength. I'm a master debater. He's pretty freaking good. <laughs> so I just learn, and I will say to him, look, I'm not debating you about well, this. And I think this, it's isn't, fun. this isn't debatable. <laughs> so that's an, I just think it's fun. And I'm having what's, a What's interesting though afternoon. is at first when you would ask me why about my belief systems. Yeah. I would I would get triggered. Super triggered. super triggered and I would be Which like is not my intention at why all. Why would he ask me? He's doubting me. But what he what I was being triggered on was the reflection of me not being confident in my truth. Because so it I'm wasn't thinking me he's doubting questioning, you at all. Right. I wasn't questioning you at all. I was mm-hmm. having a conversation. I was interested, honestly and thoroughly interested, and that's how I have the conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah. But it, at the end of the day, everything, whenever someone asks you why you believe in that or give me the facts or this, like what I've learned from this experience within that is to, you know, do your research, like actually, you know, invite the why in because, because I've invited that why in, I now do have something to, to come out with him and say, well, because this, this, and this, you know, and yeah. It only helps me grow as an individual. So I think it's just important for, you know, those of you sisters out there who are who are calling in your divine partner or a sacred union or whatever, or are in one right now and want to grow together or, you know, I mean, and I want to be very clear, like, we don't, like, I don't, I don't really agree with this whole, like, Instagram worthy relationship, you know, in the spiritual world, like, it's really beautiful to see, I think, a couple go through those those things together. But just be discerning of what you're seeing out there because I think it's really, really important. Like give when someone comes into your life and you have that chemistry and it makes sense. I mean, we don't make sense like on the exterior, but we're starting to mold together and make sense and it's all coming together. Well, we do. Right. right. Yeah, we do. And, and uh, you know, I get what you're saying. Uh, and I think that, you know, on a little bit of paper or, you know, if you saw us together, you would totally think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if you saw the passion we have for each other, it totally makes sense. And our friends, when they first saw each other, like, Oh, this totally makes sense. Right. But I think when we got it again, it was our third date and, and it was more like, Oh, okay. Does that make sense internally? Exactly. Separate from the Instagram boyfriend girlfriend thing yeah right where they're popping out and we're in bali and look at the you know oil (laughs) on our skin and we have tons of those pictures but we don't put them honestly we don't put those out there because that's not really us but it was our third date which was you know probably an average person's ninth date um where that was an you know it was a private conversation that we had about that about you know future and commitment and all that even that early you know, mm-hmm. yeah, probably because everything was was so powerful, and you can get sucked in so quickly to something that is, you know, there's nothing wrong with a three month relationship. They're super fun, and you know, <laughs> people have to have them from time to time. Everybody should, um, but then you know, you get in and you find something that is, you know, you can definitely see going the long run, and mm-hmm. so you have that that kind of check in, yeah. yeah, and an island, uh, a beautiful day. And a margarita doesn't hurt. So So just coming from like a woman's perspective, kind of getting on, getting on some questions I have to ask. I mean, there's so many things that I, I feel like I want to pull out of you because you have a lot of amazing stories about your life and I want to ask those, but I also want to keep it, you know, about us and also just about how women, because 
women are always looking for their, you know, there's so many women out there that are wanting to call in the one and be with a, a partner. And at the same time, I think women, for the first time, were being very discerning about, you know, who we sleep with, who we're sharing energy with, especially those who are on a more um, conscious, woke, I'll say, path, um, which is silly. I love that word, though. And I think that I want to hear from you, like, what what do you as a man who um, is driven? I mean, you you check off a lot of a, bo- a lot of boxes, and I'm super blessed for that, you know. I, but I also check a lot of boxes off too. I'm pretty fucking awesome. That's right. That's <laughs> true. So at the at that at that though, like, what exactly is a man that has the boxes that is looking for a partner? Like, what is it? Something that you were looking for? Is it something that you were you saw in me, or was it just something that like you knew that you you wanted or like what exactly can a woman I don't want to say can a woman do because I think that that gets into like some very interesting you know sectors but I think at the end of the day like what is a conscious man or someone who's like look at wanting to go the distance like what are they what are they look what are you looking for yeah so it's the same for a woman and a man that if you want to have whatever you're looking for, if you're looking to find your person or you're looking to have a really good social life or you're looking to go out and, and frankly get laid that night, the thing is to not focus on it and to focus on you mm-hmm. and to do some amazing stuff and find your thing and get into it and find the people that are into it and, um, and to really focus on that. And that builds a richer you and takes your attention off of that, which makes you incredibly sexy to everybody else because you just don't care. That doesn't mean you don't walk up to a beautiful woman at a party and start talking to her at all because you would just Should we do. walk up to beautiful men? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so, but, you know, you just don't need to feel, it, it, it sounds like a cliche to not feel desperate, but, um, yeah. but so many people and so many beautiful people you walk up and they're clearly focused on either finding somebody or finding somebody that night. And that's all they're focused on. Mm -hmm. And then you see through them in about 30 seconds and you're like, okay, yeah. Or maybe take them for that night or, you know, whatever, like, and and we live in Los Angeles, so it's a very transactional place. Yeah. People move here and they, you know, and so there's a cycle of people coming in and they, there's the old saying, right? If you, uh, if you're somebody, move to New York. If you want to become somebody, move to LA. If you want to pretend to somebody else, move to Miami. Right. So um, that's a dig on Miami because I'm from there. But um, anyway, so we're we're getting off track a little bit. But I, the the point is, focus on yourself. Focus on doing amazing, cool things, and you know the right people will find you. Yeah, I think that was what I really wanted to pull out too. It was yeah. just being you, like being in love with what you're doing. Cause that's, that's really how this happened. I mean, I was on the dance floor, you were on the dance floor. I was doing what I love. You were doing what you love. And I think that's where love attracts. Like when you're in your pure bliss, when you're happy, when you're alive in your passion, you attract not only a relationship, but more other amazing things into your life, whether that be, you know, a partner that you want to spend your life with or a friendship or your tribe or even opportunities because you're 
attracting that frequency. And, you know, you don't have to believe in anything to, to know that that is real, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's not just, we're talking about love, but you know, life is filled with relationships of all kinds. Right. So you're talking your friends, you're talking your friend's family that it becomes so important to you. You're talking, you know, the people you do business with and, or your neighbors next door and those kind of things. And you have to worry and, and focus on, on attracting all those people, the, the quality people into your life. Right. And you know, you're, you are the, the median of the five people you're closest with. Right. So look around you and, you know, be, be guarded to who you let into your, you know, your core, but, you know, focus on, on building a very large group around you. And you can only do that if you're, you know, very passionate again about not you, about mm -hmm. being out there and doing something fun and amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, for me, it was always a passion with music and event production and, um, you know, getting out there and, you know, being exposed to as million th as many things as I could and meeting as many people as I could and you know, growing and, and, you know, I didn't really ever worry about a social media presence. I mean, I, I didn't even see, you know, social media until many years after I started. Oh, come on. You were a MySpace whore. I was, I was massive on MySpace. <laughs> I had 36,000 friends on MySpace, but I think honestly that was a benefit for me now because I, I fully got over that. Like yeah. I could care I'm less. taking that on for both of us I now. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> I, I pull your phone away from you and, and, you know, in bed at night. But see, again, with the balance, like if I had someone who was also just as like, had a presence on social media yeah we would both be sitting there on our phones like you pull me out of that when i when i need to and i'm so much better for it mm. you know and again that's where the balance comes in and and i do want to share our story of balance because that has been sort of the the foundation of our relationship since day one yep. and what we also discovered so we're 13 years apart and i think it took like a couple months into dating, we were off on one of his, he was taking me off um, on the old boat that he had, this power boat. And we were spending, what was it, like Labor Day weekend or M Memorial? It was a holiday weekend out in Malibu. We were docked out there. We docked out there. Yeah, that yeah. was Memorial Day. Memorial yeah. Day weekend. Who knows? One of those holidays that give you an excuse to go on a boat and dock yes. out. <laughs> and yeah, and I was in my bathing suit and we were sitting there and holding each other and I actually was not in my bathing suit. Let me correct that. You weren't. I was definitely not. We were, no, I was like, what am I saying? Um, and we, like we looked at one of my tattoos and it has a balance and then the number 13. And so to backstory that, we met on Friday the 13th. That was when he first came up to me um, at the mm -hmm. party yep. and his birthday is August 13th yep. and we're 13 years apart. And I was born on a Friday and he was born on a Friday. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I got my tattoo on Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. So the thing is too, that's really, for me, I look at all things, right? I'm always immediately going into what is the numerology and like geeking out on all that. And 13 is actually the number of the divine feminine. It was, you know, taken away from patriarchy to basically show that women don't have power in that regard. So they basically took it and said, this is a bad number. We should all be spooked out like Freddie, Freddie the 13th, like made it all scary. Like this is just many layers of the patriarchy. And, you know, Cameron's kind of giving me a weird face right now going, what are she talking about? 
<laughs> I, I'm here. But, you said Freddy the 13th, not Freddy the 13th. Well, there I go again. Yeah, with totally. I have a thing with I like, I'm just super dyslexic. So I mix words up and say the wrong <laughs> thing all the time. So he loves yes. to joke with me about that. Yes, I do. Um, but no, I, I think it's really, really interesting. And what's so important about this story is that you've got to follow the breadcrumbs and follow the signs because usually these signs, like these mad, the, the signs of magic that exist right in front of you, if you're not paying attention to them, you might be missing that person that you're looking for. Like you said, you know, if you're out there looking for somebody, you might be missing them because you're not in your body living life and and yes. loving what you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, I really appreciate how that was all unfolding. I mean, we had no idea and who knows what that number will bring for us. Yeah. Next. Well, it's a good point because there's also times when you're receptive to things like that, right? Like we all have times when we go deep and have to plan and focus. And, you know, you have times when you can breathe and then you have times when you're just heads down and working so hard, right? And so we did come together at, at you know, a very good and specific time where we're both breathing a little bit, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, synchronicities there too. And, you know, they have the ability to, to, to hold that in and, and to find each other then, and then to go deep and then to find, oh, when we do go deep, then it brings us even closer together mm -hmm. because a lot of people, um, it wouldn't. And a lot of people, well, well, when they're open, they want somebody who's, you know, can, can hold them when they go have to go back in, you know, go deep in, in planning or working or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. There's, there's timing too, mm -hmm. along with everything. I think timing is everything in life. Yep. Absolutely everything. And um, I mean, just kind of going into also, we both live really busy life. I mean, we're constantly working. Yes. We're definitely workaholics to some degree, but we have a pretty good work, work life balance. Like yes. we know when to have, a, we work hard and we play hard. Let's just put it that way. Yes. <laughs> and um, we plan hard and we dream hard. And we, we do. We a lot of the work is is on stuff. We're lucky enough, and this is a massive blessing, to both work really hard now on things that are happening now, and then also work really hard on things that are coming in the future. And I would even say work on things that are coming even past that. Yeah. So that's an amazing blessing. But yeah. um, the aholic part comes with um, it's a, a passion. It's more of a, a passion. Yeah, and I was all just going to say passion. Yeah. Yeah, it's a passion for life, a passion for the love of what we do. And I will say it's not often easy. I mean, to have a partner that's busy, he travels a lot and I don't really travel yet. I anticipate I'll be traveling, taking this podcast on the road, you know, or on the ocean or on the ocean, but then I'll be with you. Right. That's Yeah, yeah that's the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, like I know there's there's those of you listeners out here out there who who can relate to um, a partner who travels a lot or maybe a partner who is really busy works a lot and and you do too but it's like where do we find the balance in our relationship and where do we find time for it and you know I think we just don't worry about it that yeah. much yeah. I think we allow for it to happen and we've had we've had a few hiccups actually we had one recently about that you know just honoring each other's time and um and really knowing when to you know not go not try to take each other's time because at the end of the day it's really stupid but the most times that we ever fight it was that is actually because we want to spend time together that's true yeah. <laughs> so it's stupid yeah but 
yeah, it's just like we love each other a lot and uh, we're each other's best friends and we love to just like share everything with each other. And I think that's the other part, like when you know you're in a really beautiful, healthy relationship, one that you feel really confident is going to go the distance or just someone you actually genuinely like and want to spend time with, when they're like your best friend, that's special. Yes. I completely agree. You know? Yes. Like, I really like hanging out with you. You're a cool guy. It's He's, a good point. Yeah. Because you can love somebody and not like them. <laughs> and you can definitely like them and not love them. You know? You can want them and not like them and not love them. And you can like them and love them, but really don't want them. And I like you and I want you and I love you. Mm. Yeah. And so. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's not always perfect, but yeah, no, you know, no, no. But you're right that you know, in the rare case that we do have, it wouldn't even be a fight to be a tiff. Is usually a miscommunication about time we want to spend together. So that's a blessing too. Yeah, and we, like you said, dream a lot, and um, with within those dreams, like so, Cameron has been a boat guy his whole life. He, like he said, got pretty much. Right off the, right off, what yes. was it, like out of a hospital, straight Pretty onto much. a boat? Out of the womb. So oh. naturally, I, I, I actually grew up in Orange County, so we, 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 we had boats and I was always around the water. So the water, he kind of brought me back to the water because, you know, there's, when you're in your 20s, like so many of you I know are out there in your 20s, you don't even, you can't even stop to think about living yet. Like you're in the freaking shit of like, life trying to make it work and trying to make it happen and so you're not really focusing on things that bring you joy because you're like i'm just trying to figure out my life right now you know and and with you you kind of came in and brought me back to one of my core loves which is the ocean and so you know we sit here and we nerd out all day on like ocean plans and sailing and and you you know have really brought that in out in me and i think that also is another important element that you've got to look at when you have a partner is are they bringing out the best in me or are they bringing out the worst in me yes yeah because i've had both yeah and i'm an ugly crazy bitch if someone brings out the worst in me (laughs) (laughs) luckily you've never seen that (laughs) i don't think is that trixie uh trixie i don't yeah you guys know i call my my other um, fear self Trixie, but yeah. no, Trixie's more like she's, tri- she plays tricks on me, but no, it's more like when someone trigger, like deep in my core, like wants to push that button and knows when to push that button. Like to me, that's overstepping a boundary. Yeah. And, and it's important to be in check with, within your relationships that you surround yourself with in all relationships. Like yes. they should all bring out the best in you and not, the worst and if you find that you're in a relationship in a cycle like what would you say to someone who's in that loop of a relationship that's not bringing out the best but constantly the terror <laughs> terrorist inside right well you've been there and it's totally natural and you know there's a, a few things to it there's a few scenarios where that could happen right you have um well the one and the most fun is just you know you've got love drugs rolling through your brain right and it's a normal thing with humans to have you know endorphins kicking off and the excitement and people get addicted to it right Mm -hmm. and you get in a scenario right we have and we've talked about this a few times we have you know both friends that are in it and we've had tons of people in our life they're in a relationship and they look freaking miserable and they're 
breaking up and getting back together and breaking up and getting back together. And the point is that they're addicted to the chemicals firing off in their brain. Right. And it's no different than smoking. It's no different than coffee. It's no different than heroin. In fact, it's probably more powerful. But if you, just like anything, when you get off it and just walk away for a while, then it'll go away. Mm -hmm. And then maybe even just as scary because you're like, well, well, then what else do I have in my life? And I'll, I'll point you back to step number one is go get a life, right? And go focus on you. And that sounds kind of harsh to say, go get a life. And it's, it doesn't not meant to be at all. It's meant to say everybody's passionate about some things, whether or not it's your kids or your job or music or something. And if you're, you're, if you say I'm not, it's just that you haven't given yourself the time or the space to go find it. Maybe because of Step number two, finding, you know, addictions with love or dependence or, you know, uh, fear or non-acceptance, or maybe you just haven't been out there long enough. You just need to go run for a while and you need to, you know, go, go move as far away from where you came from as possible and try as many things and then, you know, find things that you love and then shake them to see if they stick. And if they fall off, then be happy for that and go, you know, search for something else and until it does. But if you don't go through all those things and you can't be a fully formed person, um, and then you, you don't have as much to offer the world mm -hmm. because you're not your full, full self yet, mm -hmm. but yeah. everybody has the potential to do that. If you're 22 or 42 or 62 or 82, it doesn't matter. You just go do it and find it. So, yeah, I think that's, that's it. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, it, we live in a world now where there's just so much opportunity to go live life and to find your path, like follow your bliss, follow your heart. And you guys know we talk about that all the time here. And that's what we're all here discovering and remembering and finding that bliss. And And I think that that's what brings like, brings us the best life but when we're in those relationships that are challenging and don't bring out the best in us and I know it's really hard I mean that loop that addiction loop I think the addiction part is actually the getting back together because you yeah. you go through and the high of like being angry because you get adrenaline from being frustrated and angry and you get high off that and then you come down and then you're high off the the love experience like the makeup sex and all yeah. that stuff and it is it's a it's a really in addictive loop and um pretty much every one of my relationships well not everyone but majority of the big ones that were big catalysts for me mm. they definitely helped me grow and realize this isn't what I want there's got to be something out there better than this loop that I'm in and at the same time you know we pick up we pick up a lot of the examples from our parents so we've got to be the ones to say I'm going to create my own story with the type of relationship I want to have in my life. And if you find yourself in that loop, you know, just take a moment with yourself and, 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 and ask yourself, is this, is this person bringing out my highest? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's no, you got to make some hard decisions. It's not going to be easy. Like I personally had to pack up all my shit and just leave. And I had no idea where it was going. Yeah. So sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it's, it's, easier than that sometimes it's harder than that sometimes you've got kids involved sometimes mm -hmm. you've got you're married and there's there's all those components but don't be afraid to to take that step out 
if that's it, if you are in, right. in the addiction, flip flop back and forth. But there's many, you know, stages before you get to something like that, right? right? And it may be, and you know, I, my, I come from a, a divorced family on on multiple different levels, and um, and you know, it's always a big fear with me about that, about you know, relationships ending. So I think for my whole life, I was very fearful of letting them go mm. and probably stuck around a little bit further longer than I should have. Not that anything got bad or violent or I was always super happy and I, you know, I'm blessed to, you know, would still be friends with, with all my exes. But, um, you know, it was always in the back of my head that I, I didn't want to move on to the next to the next and go experience with what it is when you're younger you, those relationships are there to aid you mm, to yeah. grow and they're supposed to end and that's okay yeah. right and then you get a little bit older and then you're there in okay this this these could be the people this could be the person and you're there to thoroughly evaluate them not in a clinical way but to you know say okay but you shouldn't be sad if they you know you have to move on to something else it should be moving on and embracing your time to be just by yourself and to strengthen up yourself. And then that will inevitably only attract somebody of even, I wouldn't say higher caliber, but you know, you're closer to, to what you're going to be with. What you want ultimately. Yes, exactly. What you want or what you deserve and what we really work. Cause we really know exactly what's going to work. We want, we actually we also want, don't know what we want really. Well, we know what we want. <laughs> we have an we idea. Do, we don't know what's going to But gonna, then we get it. We're like, I don't really want this actually. It's because we're looking externally, <laughs> right? But if we're looking internally, then you're happy no matter what. It's a foolproof True. plan. Yeah. Right? I did looking make a internally. list of what I wanted list by list uh-huh. characteristic by character like physically and and internally mm-hmm. and there was one thing i was like he's got to have really long sexy <laughs> hair <laughs> yeah and i and, I, uh, I keep it trim for my swimming career yeah and, oh uh, okay he's exactly. got a secret se- swimming career that yeah. i don't know about yeah uh-huh. I'm a billy zane impersonator oh. at night yeah it's all titanic. coming out now titanic it's yeah. all coming out now so. that makes sense i mean you are a mermaid so that's, I'm a merman. Merman, dad. sorry, babe. It's yeah. Merman. merman. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the physical exterior of that was did not come true. But that's again where <laughs> he's growing out his beard. I think he's going to grow it really long down to his chest at some point. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be a little weird. But um, no, I think you know you just you just have to be be in that space of you know also saying like single being single is so healthy. Yes. I think that's like it's so good. I it's, I I sometimes that's the reason why you came and I was like fuck. Mm-hmm. I really I don't know, man. I'm like mm-hmm. I wanted to be single for longer and but it's just again timing like I was ready and, yeah. he and we was, did kind of take our time. We at, did take our time because we met and we didn't get, get together for 6 months. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't like but when it happened, then it happened. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, there was no, there was no going back from that moment. Yeah. So yeah. I do want to just add in, like, for women who are going to make their men listen to this podcast, you have a very beautiful way of showcasing being a gentleman, and I think that that's something that men, from my experience and just what I hear out there, don't often naturally have, but either need to learn or pick it up, or you know, want to learn from somebody in uh, that regard get you everywhere yeah i mean 
Yes. But like what, like what got you to that place where you, I mean, like we basically backstory, like we had our crazy wild night. We were in the, you know, bedroom nine hours later and we hadn't even uh, really gone on a date yet. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I know where this is going, you know? And, and he looked at me and was like, can I, can I actually date you now? Like, can I take you on a date? I asked, can I take you to dinner? Yeah, can I take you to dinner? And I was like, I think we already passed that. And yeah. he like refused. Yeah. Like, let me be a gentleman. Let me take you out. And that was huge for me. That was huge for me to yeah. be able to receive from a man um, the ability to just be taken care of in that way. Well, I think it it probably comes from my very strong mother um, that, you know, again, divorced parents, um, but my mom raised two boys on her own. Um, she'd be proud to hear thanks, that. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. I'm going to text her later mm. and be like, thanks, mom. Didn't I always, I did a bad impersonation of her <laughs> earlier on this talking about tax accounts. So, um, she's, she's also a Sagittarius like me. So yeah. actually both his parents were Sagittarius. Well, I mean, as you get, you know, okay. So when you do go to find your person and to make a, an impression, there's certain things you can control and certain things you can't control, right? You can't necessarily control how much money you have and faking it is stupid and never works. And you can't, you can make yourself more attractive, right? Just stand up straight and you're automatically more attractive. And, and it's like know, a primal thing yeah, too. work out a little bit. And then the whole thing, like you, there's certain, obviously to a certain extent, but there's something you can immediately do with people is just, you know, treat them better. And, you know, when it comes to, to women, like opening a door for a woman goes over massively, you know, asking a woman out to dinner, um, you know, especially if you're already kind of dating, will go very far or surprising them on, on in different things like that. It doesn't have to be out to, you know, like a massive sushi place um, or, but it could be, you know, a, a, your local thing, whatever you can afford, whatever you can do, it, it doesn't really matter. It's the intention in every way that mm. matters. Um, and you could stumble when you go to open that door and that'll be a funny story. You tell your grandkids. <laughs> So it's all the intention. Well, on the first date that we went on. Oh, I stumbled big time. This <laughs> a good story. <laughs> he took me to this beautiful uh, rooftop sushi place and it was really magical. It was, I was actually quite taken back because my mm. story of him and wife, well, I, I actually thought at first he was just a bum living on a boat. That was my first impression of him or some hippie living on a boat. And I was like, I'm really not interested in going down that road. Like I need someone who has a job. You know, mm-hmm. and then I find out, oh, he's got a career. And then I find out, oh, he also was a DJ. Like there was just more layers to find out. And then he took me on this date and I'm like, wow, this is actually really like, this is nice. You know, I, I had never gotten taken out on a date mm-hmm. like that before. So mm-hmm. he definitely got brownie points there. Mm-hmm. And then when we left the the restaurant, he actually, we left, we had, we were having so much fun. We ended up going get another drink after that and then yep. forgot that. I didn't forget. I didn't actually, know. Actually, th- we, yeah, did, we didn't know. No, the valet closed <laughs> and they had my car keys and on my car keys are my house keys. And I live in like a mega security loft with no doorman. And it's basically like a secured bunker that you could never get into anyway. So we were completely locked out. 
And then we went, I said, okay, we'll find a hotel room. But then it was this massive convention in downtown LA and all the hotels were, were booked out. <laughs> so we ended up paying way too much for like a holiday inn or something like that. And it was actually amazing and fine. And it it's was a good story we're telling years later. So clearly it worked out. It okay. was good. But, but I was like, let's just go back to my place. Like, let's go back. And, and I, I, at that moment was really fighting with myself because in most relationships I've always needed to be the masculine role. And that was like the first opportunity that we had where I was like, Oh, I don't have to solve this problem right now. Like Mm -hmm. you are going to solve this problem and I can let you do that because I don't need to, you're going to figure it out. And he did. And it was amazing. And it was, there's just been so many, you know, invitations for me to really drop into my feminine and really birth this podcast too, because I wasn't always in the space to be able to feel safe and to feel held and to feel just in a place where I could completely drop into my feminine essence. I grew up as a tomboy. I've raced motocross. You know me, like I'm, I'm pretty much one of the guys, but my heal, the healing side of me, the the other side of me needed to be able to connect to my feminine energy. And you definitely catalyzed that for sure. Well, it's another, supported that. It's another way of opening the door. Whoa, mic mm. drop. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, I love I love having you on the show. It's this fun. is this has been fun. It's good to meet everybody. Yeah, I'm so happy that everybody got to meet you and hear a little <laughs> bit about our story. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. We have so I mean there's so much. 3 years all of a sudden here we are talking about it and coming out with it, but um you know, after these 3 years we've just decided like, hey, let's let's go all in and do a bunch of things and get creative and yeah. um collaborate and you're he's super creative. He's DJ most of his career aside from that and um he got me playing the saxophone which he never has played since that night which totally stumped me and i give him shit for it all the time because i'm like when are you gonna bring out that saxophone buddy like well it's it's, i played saxophone for many decades and then haven't for a couple decades (laughs) because that doesn't really even add up but um it's been it's been a hot minute i do play the saxophone but you would have to deal with me kind of you know getting my it's called regaining your embouchure Right, oh. which is the muscle structure in your mouth that enables you to to blow correctly, and it would sound like a uh, a slaughtered goat for a while. So, as I'm always trying to be, you know, um, a gentleman, <laughs> I'm not going to necessarily do that in our house. You have your man cave. You I know. Get- <laughs> you know what I should do? I should take it to the boat and then just wail on that sucker yes. for a while. Okay. And also, I won't mind. Yeah. I have my flute that I've been pl- trying to play that you got me, and it's That's pretty true. pretty awful. it's really hard using your whatever you just said on mature on mature it's not easy so um but with that i mean we've we've decided to collaborate as some of you guys know i've talked to you talked to um some of you that have listened before on the on the podcast or just follow the grams that we are both starting a, a business venture together so um that was a surprise i wasn't i had no idea that was i mean i've always wanted deep down inside to have a partner who's willing to be um, not necessarily an entrepreneur, but just be able to create and be a pioneer of something. Cause I've always felt that like this inner knowingness that whoever I end up with is going to help catalyze something with me. And we're going to yes. be able to be creative together and really express our fullest talents. And I think that that's to me like a beautiful relationship because when you can flourish and your talents and your gifts together and find something that 
is in alignment with both of those, I think that's that's like the sexiest thing to me. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, it's yeah. like f- so freaking hot. Well, and it goes back to um, you know longevity, like we talked about, right? So we're both very driven people, and you know we're both driven from a variety of ways. One is um, you know creating a certain level of freedom in our life, and I think most of the things that we do is is very much tied around that. From the things we give our energy to, um, you know, to the career paths we've taken, and then you know as we um, get the luxury to plan for the next thing and then the next thing you, you you think okay what's the legacy you want to lead and then frankly kind of get a little wiser about the world and saying oh, okay what's the biggest impact I, I can make and you know the opportunity for for beautiful impacts you know if you can if you can find a way to make it economically feasible to do good in the world and also fulfill yourself, then you've completely won in every way. And so I saw in you, you know, the energy you're putting into, you know, what some people would consider a commoditized industry, you know, the, the cleaning industry and absolutely crush it and take it that much further to building your own products and, and to really refining this formula in a, in a, you know, very demanding place in a demanding industry. Um, and then, you know, just as symbiotic, you know, patterns will form, we found, okay, you've got those skills. I have these skills and we've been refining this over a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when we kind of, when we am taking it slow on purpose, cause it's not about who gets there first, it's who does it best. Mm-hmm. And the people that we show this to are absolutely amazed by it. Um, and I just see it, you know, in, in everything that we, that we do. Yeah. So it's just been a blessing to kind of have something that we've found can merge both of our, our dreams. Cause my dream has always been to a badass boss. It's running a big company and changing the world doing it. Um, but at the core of that, so you go talking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he can call me out of my shit. Totally. Um, I threw that away a long time ago. You did though. He Actually, did. he did. he definitely did. I I'm t- 30 now, and you know that still shows up, and and we all get to be in awareness of that. But but my dream is to change the world. We'll just say that my dream yep. is to be here and change the world. And through that that dream, I anticipate to create a product that can and be the catalyst for that. So you know that that's mm-hmm. my more soul speaking there. Yeah. And. <laughs> can see the difference totally and uh so with that you know we we've we've birthed this new product called clarity and we're still in this sort of like pre-launch stages we haven't officially had our launch party yet but we're definitely getting there and um we're we're excited to share our journey because it's going to be interesting to see it all come together because we want to kind of combine our love for, well, your love for sailing, now my love. I don't really know how to properly sail yet, but I'll get there. And just the ocean as a whole. So we're we're teaming up with a, um, a nonprofit. We haven't quite figured out which one we're going to be working with yet, but a percentage of the proceeds for this business is going to go towards um, cleaning up the ocean. And Yeah, I mean, it, it's so you created a cleaning product that has zero toxic chemicals in the home that does a better job cleaning the home than anything else we could find. And then we, so we took that, refined it to a, a next level, and then also replaced all the single-use plastics and, um, and made it 
an elegant experience, right? Mm-hmm. This is not turning into a commercial. It's, this is the motivations we had behind this. And yeah. we're incredibly passionate about this. And then I follow, on, you know, on, on a minute by minute basis, you know, the, the great Pacific, you know, trash pile that's out there and, mm-hmm. the, and the big efforts to, to clean that up. It, it literally, you know, it's a, maybe a thousand miles off the coast here, but it's right here. We, you know, we see the trash washing up and we literally live five minutes from the beach. So it couldn't be more, more, um, close to home. And my dream of my entire life has been, you know, one of many, but you know, <laughs> to, to get out and see the world in a slow motion way and really to truly explore it, not fly over it, which I've done, not, you know, just go say, I've been here and here and here, but to really go out and see the world. Mm. And I see it not slowly, but quickly being destroyed. And it makes, creates that much more urgency in me to get out and to, and to, to fulfill my dream of, of getting out there and, and pulling you along with it. But also if you can double that up and do good along with it to do, to create a message and a product and an economic mechanism to clean it up, right. To eliminate billions of bottles a day. Yeah. Probably a day worldwide for sure that plastic bottles that go into landfills and then by extension you know the oceans um and then and and do that in a way that's and then and do it in a way that creates a better experience for everybody to show them that there are ways that they can have an even better home better health and to um and and to you know and to do good in the world that's exactly what we've been talking about this whole time is finding mm-hmm. balance between all the motivations in your life. Yeah. And so that's the the thing we're so passionate about bringing it back to our relationship. Yeah. Is really see the, you know, the symbiotic, the ways that our energies and skill sets match up with this. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, just, you know, him bringing me to the ocean, realizing, oh, this is, this is the why, like, I don't want to, to be honest with you, I don't really want to start another business. <laughs> I'll be quite honest with you. I mean, I do, but I don't. Like now after running and doing something that's, you know, it takes a lot of my time knowing how much time I've got to give it. But this calling is is so right in front of us that it's yeah. like you, you just don't say no to this opportunity. And the way that we approach our 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 product and the business that we're building here is is like – we nerd out and we have fun together and we, we, we've been spending like one night a week really working on it for the last year over almost over that at this point. And it's now like, okay, I think this is, this is something here. Like we've got something and it's just been fun to see how it's all the, the dots have all started to connect and um, you know, just how it's, how it really could make such a powerful impact versus just doing something because out of greed or money or the ego, like all those elements that can very much come, you know, they're dominating our world, but to just be able to create this and, and, and do it with someone that I love. And, and also there's like the anticipation and, and eagerness and excitement to see how we grow from this too, because, you know, being in relationship with someone is one thing, but then starting a business together is a whole nother thing. And and that's going to bring up more depth in our relationship. And so I'm just excited to kind of see what, what will come from that, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, 
if you guys want to follow our journey, here's the commercial side of it. <laughs> if you do want to follow our journey with Clarity and um, kind of get more exposure as we slowly let it out. And I, I want to say slowly because we've we've agreed to build something sustainably. Mm-hmm. And that is that is a part of sustainability. Like when you look to nature, nature doesn't hurry yet everything is accomplished. But that's Lao Tzu, my favorite quote. Mm. And... I think that's what we're really inviting into this business. It's not about how fast we can get there. It's about how intentional we can get there and and why we're doing it. So you want to follow us on our journey, you know, go to the Instagram at Clarity Clean or just go to Clarity.com. Um, sign up for our mailing list and let's let's sail together. And um, if you want MySpace, do we have a MySpace now? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Is saying MySpace my, still a thing. He looked at me. I thought he was saying like MySpace. I'm like, um, do you have something to tell I was me? Home, anyway, yeah. Is MySpace still a thing? I don't think so. I don't think. What it do is. you want to share though? No, I was going the spelling of it. C L A. Oh yeah, make sure you guys um, type in the spelling right because it's C L A R Y T I. Yeah. Clarity. So we're uh, we're we're having a baby, and it's not a human. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. And um, thank you all for listening and li- listening to the rambles of Nixie and Cameron. Mm. This has been the official Nixie and Cameron show. Nixie and Cameron. For, for one time. Yeah. So I hope you've enjoyed this and learned from a little bit more into my life and my relationship. And it's been fun to share this and also very vulnerable. I think I was actually quite nervous doing this. Really? It a little bit. It went by very fast. It was quite it fun. It always goes by really fast. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm super happy with what we shared. So yeah, me too. thank you for coming on, my love. Right. I love you, baby. I love you. And I love all you. Thank you all so much for being here and supporting the show as you always do. I love you. I see you. I hear you. And I'll see you next week. And happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs>